A couple days ago, I posted a question in a White Lake, Michigan Facebook group with around 20,000 current and past residents about what the worst and best parts are about living in White Lake. Stay tuned to figure out what people said. Welcome to the Real Estate in Michigan Audio Experience podcast with your host and local real estate professional, Andrew McManaman. Before I take a deep dive into these comments, I want you to understand that it's extremely opinionated and biased. So at the end of the day, take this input with a grain of salt, but keep it on the back burner of your mind as you continue to explore this city and several like this. If you find yourself enjoying White Lake, I will link a video or two in the description to expand your horizons on this fine city. For those of you that are new here, my name is Andrew McManaman with Living in Michigan, a Michigan realtor helping people like you buy, sell, and invest in the amazing state of Michigan. So if there's ever anything you need, find my contact information in the description and reach out anytime. I'd be happy to be your go-to resource. As I mentioned, I'm going to be reading real comments from real people who live and have lived in the White Lake, Michigan area. After creating a video similar about the Farmington, Farmington Hills area based on requests, I decided to keep it going. So without further ado, let's jump right into these comments. Starting off with the most common comment I received on this post, it's the cop situation. So this person stated that the worst thing about White Lake is the cops, whereas others would comment below and talk about how they've been respectful, they don't they don't actually treat them bad, they don't bother them. But I will tell you a little story about my White Lake cop situation. So in my entire lifetime, I have never been pulled over by a cop until I moved to White Lake a couple years ago. I was taking Cooley Lake Road, which is right near my house, and there's a series of roundabouts that will take you to Carroll Lake Road, Bogey Lake Road, etc. Well, with that in mind, the miles per hour signs fluctuate quite a bit there. So a road might be 40 to 45 miles per hour, but the several feet before entering a roundabout, it might drop down to 35 with the expectation that you go about 15 miles per hour through it, if that makes sense. Well, since I'm from Brighton, where we have one of the largest and most dangerous roundabouts in Southeast Michigan, so essentially going faster in that is almost like the safer option. And I usually come up to it with a decent amount of speed and put my feelers out there. And then I ended up getting pulled over for going about five miles per hour over. And the cop ended up letting me off the hook because he was so surprised to see a clean record. So anyway, the moral of this story is they aren't as lenient as most Metro Detroit cops, which in a sense is a good thing if you think about it, enforcing law and whatnot, whereas others fly 80 to 85 miles per hour by a cop on the expressway and it's considered normal behavior. So that's the biggest complaint here and it really, it really shouldn't be. This post separated the racers from the law obeyers for the most part, so. The next commenter, Andrea M, actually talks about the best and worst parts and the best part being all the natural areas, which is actually a pretty frequent comment on here, but the worst part is just all the BS that comes with the development that comes in within the city. It doesn't need to be that and they could just utilize the empty buildings and open space that we already have in the city. And they just, in all caps, say, stop cutting down the trees. And this is just such a big complaint across not just Michigan, but the country in general. There are just so many for lease signs on buildings across the nation, but then they just bulldoze a park or a nature spot where people walk about and turn it into a strip mall and a parking lot. And it just, it will never make sense to me. The next commenter, 
Jody E talks about the worst thing being the few restaurant options and the lack of sidewalks. This is something I've talked about very in depth in my White Lake tour video, which I will be sure to link in the description. And as I stated in that video, White Lake doesn't have a downtown. It's located along the M59 corridor that has speeds of 55 plus miles per hour, no sidewalks, but lined with any possible business imaginable. The city does lack some restaurant variety, but it has a great proximity to Highland, Commerce and Waterford, which more than satisfy any cuisine that you might be fixated on. The best part to them is the people and the lakes, which is something that was mentioned countless amount of times on this post as well. Next on the comment train, we have Carolyn M, who talks about how it just feels like home. And I can relate to that so well, and I don't really have the words to explain it, so you're just gonna have to trust me on that. The downside to them is just the long commute to work. And I also mentioned this in another video, I believe, about the lack of job opportunity. The city is full of mom and pop shops and your typical franchises that would be looked at as a part-time working gig. So commuting to work is almost a given when White Lake is in consideration for a place to live. But that isn't the end of the world because as I have mentioned, the average commute time for Michiganders is about 25 to 30 minutes, which would most definitely be enough time to travel a city or two over. The next commenter is Devin T and he just talks about this, this small town feel that the city creates. Even though it doesn't have a downtown area, which is something I've come to realize more and more, even after the conclusion that being a lake town just builds community, people know each other on a first name basis walking into restaurants. It's just, it's, it's a sight to see really. The worst part, in their opinion, is when the roads are shut down and you have to do all these time consuming detours around the lakes. Yes, it's, it's definitely frustrating. The road infrastructure in White Lake and surrounding cities is not set up for large amounts of traffic, so any road improvement can cause quite a bit of extra time in your car. And then Cassie, who was somebody who actually replied to that comment, was agreeing to all of it because most people just say that the lakes are the best and nothing else, when in reality, there's always a con to the pros. The next commenter on here is Brent L and I wanted to make sure I talked about this post because it was a complete novel because it, it comes from a perspective of somebody who lived in White Lake during the early 2000s and it creates this perspective on how much the city has changed, whether it be for the better or for the worse. So he goes on to talk about the freedom of riding his dirt bikes everywhere before all the land was developed. and the common issues of radon, which obviously still hold true today. And I always recommend my White Lake clients to get their homes tested for radon every couple years, even if it is just a send-in test kit from Home Depot or Lowe's, to make sure the radon levels are safe. I tested my home a couple months ago and the numbers came back all good. And then he just kind of continues to talk about the close proximity to expressways, the lakes, his willingness to even move back there, but the real estate prices have skyrocketed quite a bit in the area and he'd also appreciate the public service buildings being a little more updated. And I can agree with that. I passed town hall and was like, is this for real? But nonetheless, it's, it's not hurting anything. The next out of state commenter was actually touching on the great parts being the parks, but the downside being the water and the septics. White Lake water can be hard for sure. Most people have water softeners or maybe even an iron filter or reverse osmosis to help that. But Tim actually replied to that comment and said that he doesn't even have, he doesn't even soften his water, which is surprising, but they do have that iron filter in place as well. Next, we have Jennifer B who talks about just the small community and the lakes, the outdoor space, 
along with the good amount of restaurant options. The downside to them is just there's no sidewalks, which I said is a pretty frequent comment about the downside. And the roads are getting bad and the detours are happening similar to the other commenters, so it makes things a little inconvenient, which I can definitely understand. Coming down to the last few comments, Andrea and Marcus talk about the safety of the city, along with some not so pleasant people, the public services being good, how horrible the drivers are, and how the nature scene is declining just a little bit. Last but not least, we we have Stephanie M who actually moved from Farmington Hills to White Lake and has found it to be a better sense of community. The homes aren't built up as much in their opinion, but they definitely have begun to be in the last eight years. Her and her husband love it in White Lake despite how the land is just getting continuously built on and the roads are getting a little busier. Despite the traffic increase and the nature decreases, it does shed a little light on the future outlook and economy of the city of White Lake. So there's that perspective as well. Thank you as always for listening to my podcast. If you would follow, subscribe, and leave a five-star review on the platform you listen to this on, I would greatly appreciate it. Stay tuned for the next episode.